welcome to Don't Feed After Midnight. Coming to you live from the premiere of what movie? Dead Man's Hands. Hell yeah, baby. I'm joined with my buddy. I'm joined by my buddy Josh, who is one of the head honchos, if not the head honcho of Source Point Press. Honcho is a technical term. Yes, I am one of the people to blame. <laughs> so Ooh, thank you for the beer, Travis. Thank you, sir. There's the other creator and owner of everything that's good in life, Travis McIntyre. Look at him. Look at that baby face. Those dimples get me every time. <laughs> I know. I got a big fat head. <laughs> oh, no, I know. That's what marriage does to you. My wife's right over there. Hi, Kelly. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I, so who did not... Who did the actual phone call like originally? Because I thought we re I interviewed uh, Matt and what's the other guy's name? Kevin. <laughs> I don't know something you, like that. Something like that. So yeah, super so, minor brothers. And they, so and they were kind of like hesitant at first because Travis called apparently was like just so you know this stuff doesn't really go anywhere so don't get excited. <laughs> and uh, Kevin was like, all right, but so did you? What, what what involvement as far as like the movie was concerned? Did you fly out there? I personally did not. I was invited to, but I did. Uh, I decided to stay back and hold the fort down. Somebody's got to run things. Uh, but Kevin and Matt had a lot of time on set. Um, I have a I have a little like YouTube show where I did an episode with them when they kind of like spilled the beans and all the cool things little that happened YouTube on set. YouTube show. It's a big show. It's a good show. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I barely have time for it. Not like you. <laughs> Nothing like you're the pro. You're the pro. I'm not a pro. I record when I can in my podcast <laughs> studio in my garage. You know. But I did. So the way it works is like. Um, so obviously this was directed by Brian Skiba, yeah. and uh, who has a company called Skiba Vision. Uh, SourcePoint Press is a partnership with Skiba Vision where um, we create a like rotating uh, pitch decks essentially, where we're constantly pitching movies to studios uh, via Brian. And um, we have in-house titles that we own, right? That you know benefit us nicely. And then we have creator-owned titles like No Rest for the Wicked, where they are. The, the original creators of the comic keep all 100% of their rights. They own their IP, and we just kind of facilitate all this stuff. And we treat everyone's books the same. So our in-house titles and their titles all go in the same group. And I remember the moment where I had, at this point, pitched No Rest because I, I love it. I think it's, it's one of my favorite books. Oh, it's beautiful. And um, I always thought it would make a killer film. And then there was an opening. There was an opportunity um, where they were like, hey, we need some Western stuff. And we were like, yo, what you need is a Western based on a graphic novel, and you need something awesome and gritty and tombstone-ish with a little bit of, like, edge to it. And so I had put together a pitch deck, and we sent it off, and everything was just magic after that. It all kind of started to fall into place. And our friend Corin Nemec's in it, who I love. Yes. So Such a good guy. Corin Nemec, who... Um, who was in our previous film? He was the Rotten star Tale, of it, Rotten Tale, which I which love. Is, we have we brought some copies out to the premiere here. Same director, Brian Skiba. Yeah, he's in the film and he's returning, which is fantastic because I feel like we're having like a little Source Point film family this year. Oh yeah, to grow. he plays Red, right? Yes, yeah, 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 it's gonna be so good. But then on top of that, you know, we managed to get um, a lot of the people involved in Yellowstone. Oh, which yeah. Is incredible. Oh, and, yeah. You know, we, we got some of the best horse trainers, some of the best horses, some of the best locations. Like, the locations where this film was shot is, uh, it's it's the same locations where numerous, massively huge, popular Western films have been filmed. If you pay really close attention in the backgrounds of this movie, you'll be like, wait a minute, I think I saw Clint Eastwood <laughs> come I out of those doors that before. I tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> 
That's fantastic. Yeah, they they were sharing pictures from behind the scenes and stuff on the Corin on his Instagram. Of course, like every twenty minutes, it's something awesome. And I, I have like, no idea if he's allowed oh, to do that so or not. But uh, Corin doesn't play by the rules. He does what he wants. Oh, it was great because he he, he he posted a picture. He was like, "Guess where I am?" And he showed a picture of a church, and then Matt Matt Miner right below it. I know where you are. And he showed a picture of Corin taking a picture of the church. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, busted!" So perfect. Oh my god, I love you it. You know, so one of the coolest things about this was. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Val Kilmer's son, Jack Kilmer, uh, is plays Reno, the, the lead in this. And uh, there was just this weird moment where, like, he was so stoked, so excited to be in a comic book movie that, he, you know, uh, he had texted me. He got my number. And uh, I'm like, this is so bizarre. I'm literally texting with Val Kilmer's son right now. And I had sent him a package of goodies. You know, I sent him like a box full of comics. I got him a bunch of copies of the graphic novel. He was so ecstatic and so thrilled. He sent me like a thank you follow up. I, we've got to have him out at a convention soon. Oh, he, that's he awesome. said he'd love to, he'd be down. So, you know, if you guys listening to the show want to come to a convention and meet Jack Kilmer, let us know because we need to know if you guys would be into that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he, uh, he's very method acting too because he uh, apparently he got really sick on set because of the weather changes and all that. And then in the next scene, he was supposed to look really beat up and sick. <laughs> so ah, it, it, it worked really good. <laughs> He's literally puking for the role. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So they've been teasing uh, the the next series of comics based on this. And have you heard anything interesting you can share with me? Anything new? Are they tight-lipped so, about it? So the the Super Miners brothers, they've been uh, they've been very quiet about Volume Two, but uh, <laughs> I'm really hoping. So with your guys' support, not only are we going to have a, a successful graphic novel for Volume Two, but we might even land a sequel. Can you imagine a sequel film to this? That would be huge. That'd be amazing. That'd be so much fun. Yeah, they're excited. I was pestering them. We we recorded the. Uh, the last episode, and I was just like, hey, what about, you know, he's technically, spoiler alert, if you don't know, technically immortal. So, I mean, we're going to see him with a gangster in the 1920s, and Kevin just smiled at me. He goes, no, 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 shh, shh. Right. <laughs> like, no so, more words from no you. No more shush. words from you. You'll be quiet. <laughs> that was great. This is fantastic. I love this sort of thing. You know, and and they're doing another opening, or they did another opening already, right? I think there's another one tonight, actually, that Brian Skiba, the director, is at, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's tonight. Very cool, man. Very cool. This is great. This theater is packed. This it, is insane. I, I, This is so many people. There's, there's so many a lot people, of people here. There's tons of people walking around with cowboy hats. I love it. I really wish I'd worn, like, a cowboy outfit. I I'm really know. mad that Matt Miner wasn't wearing his uh, gummy gym you know, uh, <laughs> outfit that he wore. The poor guy, he's telling me about it. He had a hat, and the only hat that he could fit. Find that fit him good. Look like an old prospector's hat. <laughs> when I was talking to them about being on set, you know, Kevin said something that really he was like, he's like, there's where we were filming. He's like, there's not a lot of opportunities. Like, if you have to go to the bathroom, like you're just gonna have to pee or something. You might just wander <laughs> off into the desert, and off, get take a leak behind a you know random cactus. And he said, <laughs> he said. He did not realize just how many things on set were going to try to kill people. There were so <laughs> many venomous snakes, giant spiders. He showed me a video of just this insane tarantula in the desert. And he said so he, he was there wearing, you know, like, I don't know, sandals or something <laughs> stupid. And he's like, it suddenly dawned on him, wait a minute. If I had cowboy boots, my ankles and my calves would be protected from venomous bites from all the wild out here and I'm like wait a minute is that what cowboy boots are for 
are they literally to protect you from like all the stuff in the desert? It never crossed my mind. It never crossed his mind no, either. I didn't. Know that. Suddenly, I never would have thought of that. No. Yeah, suddenly cowboy boots seem very useful. <laughs> you know, I was like, wait, like you're out there and a snake tries to bite your ankle. Well, yeah, the cowboy boot protected you. And that time of year that you guys were shooting, apparently they. Um the adults were already like hibernating, so all the things, all the rattlesnakes that were out didn't have rattles. So you wouldn't hear them. Oh, that's fascinating. So that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's even worse. Like it makes the rattlesnakes that much scarier. You, you know, don't hear them coming. A little bit of a problem. So yeah, I was looking at that. So the trailer dropped. It got mad reviews. People loved it. It looks awesome. Oh my gosh, the trailer's oh, fantastic. Oh, I love it. It just it looks so. And Stephen Dorff is amazing in this movie. He lo- he just looks like a like an old grizzled cowboy. Like, he, so, you know. Stephen Dorff is going to kill it. So for those who don't know, so obviously Stephen Dorff, this is not his first rated R comic book film. He is kind of responsible for kicking off the ultimate villain in the, the first major rated R comic book film. So for those who are like, oh yeah, Deadpool really led the way for comic book films rated R. No, no, no. Back <laughs> it up. Way back to Blade. Blade. Blade is what set the path for comic book films, for adults, mature content, and everyone loves it. And Steven Dorff is the original old school villain from the first major rated R comic book film. And now when they're, you know, he publicly came out recently when uh, Marvel's been desperately trying to make a new Blade for a while now. It's been a few years. It's been, yeah. They lost a director or two. There's, they at least got some casting down, but it's been... Rough, right? Trying yeah. to get a new blade well, film off Wesley the ground. Snipes, he's he, he was so iconic he's in the role. So iconic. So, I mean, you think of Blade, you think of him. Even in the comic books, when they draw Blade, they freaking draw Wesley oh, Snipes. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> Wesley Snipes has become you know Blade, what I mean? right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, Stephen Dorff had come out publicly, and he was like, "Listen, good luck, Marvel Studios. Good luck with your PG Blade film or whatever yeah, you're making." Yeah. He's like, "You're never going to be able to touch or top what we did." And he's right, you know. And for those who've been looking to scratch that itch, if you've been looking for a rated R comic book film with Steven Dorff as the villain, well, we just brought it to you. Here it is. He's yeah. back. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the, the, the way the comic films are, you have to do, you got to do PG-13 or, P, or R. I mean, well, PG-13, not even. You have to do a hard R. Because, I mean, the people that go to see these films, I mean, yeah, there's some little kids, but for the most part, it's grown-ups that want to see Deadpool talking trash. And being extremely inappropriate, you know. And you can't really put out a film like this with this graphic novel, the way it looked and how beautifully it was written and drawn and have it be like a really lightweight film. you got to have lots of uh, lots of blood, lots of gunshot, lots of like people in danger. Oh, yeah. It's, it's got to awesome. be intense. It's got to be edgier seat thriller. And that's what the graphic novel always was. For those who haven't seen the graphic novel, it is gorgeous. So Jake Miner's pencils are so beautiful to look at that they decided to skip inks and do colors over his pencils. It's gorgeous. And it ended up adding to the grittiness. It gave it this very Deadwood vibe, which I yeah, absolutely 100%. love. Because, oh, yeah. And if you look really closely in the panel, sometimes you can even see some of the old lines that were erased, and all it does is make it that much better. It's, it's somehow even more beautiful seeing all the rough textures of his original pencils. I love, it's one of my favorite graphic novels visually. Like, after you've read it a hundred times because the story's so good, you can just go back and just look at the panel oh, art yeah. and just enjoy it. And seeing seeing what this film has done, they've taken influences like, like Deadwood, Bone Tomahawk, Tombstone, all of the grittiest, most hardcore, intense westerns, 
that's what this is. You bring that and you bring this comic book vibe and it still has that Source Point Press flavor. That's my favorite thing. Bone Tomahawk. Oh, oh, you, I love that movie, man. It's so good. It's so dark and intense. And I love some of those films. Yeah, this is one of those ones like, I can't wait to see what they do with the Manitou. You've oh, probably yeah. seen it, haven't you? You're no, a stinker, really? I still have So Matt, <laughs> Matt got a pre-screen of the movie to download and look at and he couldn't get it to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! I don't think Matt's seen it. That'd yeah. be such a big moment. Like, uh, <laughs> your comic gets made into a movie, and you can't figure out how to make the download work. You're well, like, sorry, well, Lionsgate, I'm trying real well, hard. But a, tonight's my first time seeing it. I'm going in blind just like the rest of us. Oh, yeah. And I'm so excited. Well, his that son is, will back I wouldn't me have up. it any Matt's, other way. Matt Miner's old, right? His son will back me up. Matt's old, right? Matt's an old guy. Matt Miner is an old man. He just said a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is this... Am I seeing this right? Is this the line for the yeah, movie? Yeah, the line for the movie is humongous. Oh, my gosh, you guys. So yeah. right now, we're sitting at a table that is next to the, the wristband line to get for the film, and it is insane. The line is crazy. I have to stop and take a picture of this. <laughs> I know, this is incredible. I did, too. I just started taking a picture. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, my God. I hope, hopefully, uh, Kevin didn't put me out in the outside. He probably put me in the upper back, balcony in the <laughs> back. If I'm gonna, uh, Do we have, like, assigned seats? I don't, I don't know. I hope so. I want to sit by my special. friends. I, my wife can sit in the back. I'll sit by my friends. <laughs> 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 no, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. This theater is going to be packed. It, 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 so, from my wall. understanding, we oversold and had to migrate to a larger theater. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a pretty dope problem to have, right? Oh, yeah, so, I'd say so. Well, this, this movie, I mean, you look at the trailer, and I've seen a lot of good movies, you know, <clears throat> over the years, like, they drop a trailer, people, are, it's cool, whatever. Every person I showed this trailer to showed it to, like, two or three other people because they're so blown away. The idea, I mean, everybody looks like, everybody likes a good cowboy film. And it's you been know. a long time since I've been this excited for Dude, one. Dude, me too. Yeah, no. There's that, uh, we live in the Detroit metro area, and in there there's this Heroes and Icons channel, yeah. and they run cowboy uh, TV shows and movies sometimes in the middle of the summer. <laughs> And I'll put that on because I love a good cowboy flick, you know. Hell yeah. In fact, just today, I learned about a movie of what looks to be a pretty iconic Western that I have not seen yet. And I'm so stoked to watch it. It's called Silverado. Have you watched Silverado? Uh, no, I have not seen so, Silverado. So, like, uh, Danny Glover is in it. No John way. Cleese from Monty Python is in it. <laughs> Kevin Klein from like a fish called Wanda. Kevin and Tem- Klein yeah. is in a cowboy he's, movie. And he's playing a cowboy. In oh, that's I'm dope. like, the cast is insane. I'm like, how did I not know about this film? Literally, my hype and my excitement for Dead Man's Hand has got me just. I rewatched Tombstone last week. Like, oh uh, yeah. I'm just like, I'm in the, I'm in the mood for westerns now. Like a good solid western movie. Something that's got like, the, the yearning. For, for people to see this movie is pretty intense. You know, like you, people that we know that have been behind, you know, like work for Source Point, that are friends with Kevin, all them, they've all, yeah, obviously they want to see this movie or whatever, but I've got friends at work that are like good old time, like, you know, redneck boys, they live out in the middle of nowhere, you know, they're like, we want to see this movie in the theater. We want to go see it now. We want to see it now. And I'm like, you got to wait, baby. You know, but hey, you can buy the comic here. <laughs> right, right, right. In fact, so I made a special coupon code. Everyone who's attending the premiere right now is getting access to 20% off the new special edition of the graphic novel, which is arriving. It should be in our warehouse a little in like three weeks. So uh, these people hopefully will be getting like the new special edition, which has a bunch of bonus content in the back, and they're getting it at a discount. And I'm going to tell you guys a secret, but I'm going to have to whisper it. Well, wait a minute. I don't know why I'm whispering. Everyone here already has the discount code. Okay, I'm not telling anyone else. I'm not posting this online. I'm only doing it for your show. If you're not at the premiere, 
and you want to get 20% off of the, the new special edition graphic novel that's dropping, go to sourcepointpress.com. You just type in No Rest for the Wicked, which is the, uh, you know, the, the main title for the original graphic novel uh, that Dead Man's Hand is based off of. And you're going to see the special edition pop up for $24.99. When you go to check out, type in the word premiere. I'll probably take premiere. it down in a week or two, <laughs> so hurry. Type in the word premiere. That's the discount code for everyone who came to the premiere. I know it's not very original, right? But don't hey, tell works. anybody. It's only for those, these <laughs> listeners. I think it works fine. Well, thank you for joining me, brother. I appreciate you coming. I mean, you got, Always. You got anytime. lots of people to meet and greet. You're halfway through your first beer. This is a good thing. This is actually <laughs> beer number two. I <laughs> oh, need about really? six more. Travis likes to keep us happy. <laughs> right, thank you so much for joining me, Josh. I really appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. This has been I'll a talk blast. talk to you guys in a little bit. Peace.